0: The Holistic Jam Podcast with Anita Denise is for you if you are open-minded and wanting to deepen your awareness of all things spiritual. Anita delivers enlightening insights in bite-sized episodes. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Jam Podcast, episode 19. S is for sound healing. Now, sound for me is one of the most profound modalities of healing that is available Now, I do a number of different types of healing myself, but for me, sound is the one that I actively enjoy participating in and also in receiving. Now, I first had my first gong bath many years ago at the start of my own personal journey where I was asked by a friend of mine if I would be a case study for her as she was trained at that time to be a gong master herself. And I remember going along to her place, and I was in absolute awe of the gongs that she had there, firstly just by their sheer presence and looking at them, and then also in the experience that I had whilst having my first gong bath. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I'd love to have a gong, and I couldn't envisage myself at that time ever potentially owning a gong. Um, I did go on, thankfully. The universe did oblige. And I was able to enroll on a gong master course myself. And I'm now a practitioner. And I also have a few gongs of my own now where I facilitate my own gong baths in my own home space here. Or sometimes I'm also invited to go along to different venues to facilitate on behalf of other centers. And for me, as I said, here sound is such a profound way of healing and getting us into a space where we need to be to relax, and just be able to to be. Now, sound is obviously around us everywhere. Sound, we cannot avoid sound, is virtually impossible. But it's the quality of sound that is so important when it comes to healing. Now, the origins of sound healing, it's been around since early man. And it's said that the ancient Greeks used to use music in an attempt to cure mental disorders. It's also been traced back to Afghanistan and also what is now modern-day Iraq and Iran, and it played a major role in traditional ceremonies, celebrations and initiations. Ancient cultures are said to have used sound chambers to work with sound in such a powerful way that it could create an altered state of consciousness. Now, for any of you that may have a gong bath, you will find quite often it does bring about an altered state of consciousness, not so much in a way that is it's not scary, it just is able to allow you to relax at such a deep level that for a while you really do feel in an altered state away from the outside mainstream thinking about shopping and ironing and picking up children from school. Jobs that need to be done. Now, throughout history, music has been used to boost morale in the military, to help troops, to get people to work faster and more productively. And I'm also aware that music has been trialled on animals to see if they will also yield more productively when certain sounds are being played. Now, music again has been use back for the ancients um, to ward off evil spirits in the form of chanting now chanting for me again is a very powerful way of healing and working with self just for self but i find when it comes to chanting People are rather shy when it comes to actually allowing themselves to be free enough to chant certain sounds throughout their body. And the human voice is actually one of the most powerful tools available to us when it comes to healing. And it's free of charge, it's readily available for us to use, even for ourselves or for someone else. Now, today regarding sound healing and how sound is being used. Today, they are doing trials in science to explore the possibility of sonically being able to blast away tumors. I mean, this is not used at all yet in the medical profession, but I'm aware in the stuff that I read that they are looking in ways where they can rise the frequency to actually be able to blast away at tumours, so which going forward, maybe many years yet to come, this will be a fantastic way to be able to sort of remove tumours without the need for surgery. So sound again does work in many powerful ways. We also know from the from the the sonar here that this is how a lot of the uh, the, the whales and the, the communicate in the ocean. So again, it's not we can't hear the sounds. Of some of these frequencies that come to us, they still have a resonance within our own physical body. Now, the way that sound heals, and to create um, this healness and wellness within our own physical body, it works by sympathetic resonance, which might sound a bit difficult <laughs> when i first when i first thought oh, what does that mean how does that explain but if you think of a of a glass of water and you put your finger around the, edge of the, the glass water and you and you run it around it it starts to create a sound now or if we strike a note you struck on a piano that corresponds to a note of the strings of a violin for example that string will also begin to vibrate the string on the violin on the violin resonates in sympathy to the piano and this is what sympathetic resonance is you know if, if, if x amount of say uh people march over a bridge again it will it will create this sympathetic resonance of frequency and again that's that sort of glass of water as you put your finger on the top of the glass there it creates that sound because you're creating a frequency as that sound begins to rise and it's because the water and the glass literally Vibrate at the same frequency. Now, sound enters the body for a hearing mechanism, and travels through the continuum of connective tissue that we have throughout our human body. The connective tissue is the largest organ in our body, and it forms the pathways of the acupuncture meridians. Now, sound travels through the connective tissue at the sound of speed. And it can reach parts of the human body, including the DNA within our cells very, very quickly. The medical profession do actually use tuning forks when trying to diagnose neurological conditions. And I've actually did. That was done on me some time ago, and I found it quite fascinating because there the uh, consultant came out and he got his little tuning foot there and he gave it a little tap and he placed it in various places upon my body. And, and in certain places, you could feel the vibration very strongly. It created no sound. It was just the pure vibration. On somewhere else where I was looking for, for an issue, I could feel no vibration. So straight away, the consultant knew that this was where we need to be looking at, you know, so... When the fork is activated and passed on a certain parts, you know, you actually feel it vibration very strongly as as it goes through your body. As I say, obviously, if you don't feel it, if you've been there like myself, you know that's where they need to be looking. Now, the interesting thing, there is no sound without vibration. You cannot create a sound and have no vibration. And this is one of the aspects when I first became interested and in started to study and learn more about sound healing was how the it's the vibration that actually creates the frequency for our own human body where the healing takes place because I remember I worked with a lady who was almost totally deaf and I remember saying to my my mentor at the time then can someone who is deaf benefit from having a sound bath a sound healing because you know, my assumption was you can't hear so consequently not be able to benefit from the effects of, of say using the goal the gong crystal bowls or singing or chanting but it's actually again like i said the vibration whereby causes the healing to take place now sound cannot be heard within a vacuum. So if you think of yourself in a big, large vacuum here, you cannot hear sound within that. You try to create a sound, you will not hear it. So we think of sound, sounds being everywhere. And the sounds of nature, for me, is often when I feel at my most comfortable. Now, some of you may prefer to hear the sound of the beach, some may hear the sound of the wind, all other aspects of sound in nature that we prefer to hear. I actually know some, I quite like the sound of water, the ocean, but I do know someone who is very fearful of the sound of water. So they seem to prefer more um, birds and and more that wildlife, the sound of wildlife, just trees, the trees rustling in the wind, that aspect. Now, if we think of Mother Earth, She actually has her own natural heartbeat rhythm. And this is a frequency of 7.83 hertz. And it's also known as a Schumann residency. Now, this basically just has a name, a name that's given to it, but when we think again of the, the frequency that Mother Earth vibrates at, this is also the same frequency of the alpha theta brainwave that we have ourselves. So it then makes sense to say to ourselves, well, this is why I feel better when I maybe I go outside or when I hear the sounds of nature. Even if we put a CD on a guided meditation where we can hear the ocean or we can hear the rain, we can hear the forest, we can hear just animals, because the alpha-beta brainwave frequency is the relaxed, dreamy, sleepy state, and this is also when cell regeneration and healing takes place so if we just sort of backtrack there and think of mother earth and and the, the human residency which is the heartbeat of mother earth where we feel this frequency especially if you go outside barefoot you can almost feel that, that that's the, the beat go through your own feet and then our own brave our own brain also is along the same frequency of Mother Earth, giving us those alpha-theta brainwaves that help us feel calmer and more relaxed and where the healing starts to actually take place. It's no surprise then nowadays when we live in these, these big, noisy cities or towns and we hear, we've got noise everywhere, background noise, the TV maybe on, the phones are ringing. Even just nowadays you walk down the road, someone's on a phone, i do it myself, you know, chatting to someone else. We're very difficult to escape the everyday noise of of life. And this everyday white noise, background noise, can leave us feeling quite unbalanced. It can leave us feeling irritated and actually feeling drained and just very tired. And it's almost like your brain... Even if you're not speaking or talk, you're talking or thinking, your brain is still listening and receiving all this information all of the time, and, and not just the sounds that it receives, it's also receiving the frequencies that these sounds also create. So sometimes our body can really feel bombarded and overloaded by all the sounds that are out there. So this is why quite often we feel better. We are on our outside In open spaces with the sounds of mother earth now there are many types of sound healing and the human voice is actually i would say top of the list number one because it's there it's available all the time it's free of charge we do not need to prepare ourselves to use our voice and our voice can be used in many ways People who like to go to, say, belong to a choir, they like to sing, they like to chant, this is a really profound way to start using sound for yourself, even in small pieces. If you want to shut yourself in the bathroom, shut yourself away in a bedroom and just start to do some vowel sounds and some chanting because it is said that the human voice is one of the most powerful tools that we have available to us to be able to use. Now we have singing bowls and crystal bowls. I personally prefer crystal bowls when I'm when I'm working with the the, the bowls. Tibetan bowls are wonderful, and I love the Tibetan bowls. But I just find that probably because I have the crystal healing background. I actually like using the crystal bowls. Again, we have we can tuning forks, pan flute, the harp is a very very healing sound here, and um, with the harmonics that works on a level that doesn't jar our system drums i do like drums this is not necessarily for everybody but drums are very grounding very earthy very shamanic and they're very they're very good at clearing stagnant energy away from our own energy field so if you've got a drum at home and you've had a stressful day and want to come home and get your drum out give it a good bash it's a brilliant way to detoxify your own energy field from the debris that's built up through the day and We have meditations and the gong. Now, it's the gong today that I really want to sort of speak about a bit more. Now, the role of gong in sound healing. The range of tones within the gong is very, very extensive. The gong can incorporate all of the tones and harmonics of the sound spectrum. And this is one of the main effects, why it has the ability to shut down a monkey mind. And what do I mean by monkey mind? Now, I am a classic monkey mind. You know, you sit down nice and quietly. And you want to prepare yourself for meditation. And then you just start to think. And it's all those thoughts that will still be there in half hour's time. They start to creep into your mind. And the more you try to push them to the back of your mind, the more they come there. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to get that. But you will find with the gong, even you might try to resist first of all the gong really has the ability to allow you to switch off that monkey mind and it's because we have all these the whole spectrum of harmonics within the gong and our human brain is so conditioned to follow the, the linear spectrum of things we try to work it out but we cannot because there's no rhyme or rhythm to the gong your brain cannot follow it and you will find it gives in very quickly. So this, for someone who does have a monkey mind, who finds it difficult to, to meditate, you can find the gong, they have the ability to actually switch off and meditate and just literally give in and relax, because the main effects of the gong is to shut down that monkey mind, which then brings in the deeper state of relaxation that you can find when you do get the gong. Now, the oranges of the gong, as I said, were used in many ceremonies and religious rituals. They were used for feast and esoteric purposes because of their ability to take the listener into an altered state. Now, you don't have to necessarily um, have a gong in your own home to be able to do this. There are you can go onto YouTube. There's things, um, CDs you can buy. Online, so you can still get the impact of using the gong, even if it's not actually in your own space. Now, when the gong first came about, they was considered to be a symbol of wealth, and only the most important families um, would have had a gong when they first came to came to be. Now, the gong itself is said to have been around um, for over. 3,500 B.C. So it goes back a long way in our time. It's also said to be um, one of the first instruments that was known to mankind. So we've actually had the gong around us as human beings for many, many, many thousands of years. And as I said here, come from Greece, Afghanistan, Sumna, now known as Iraq, and it was created quite by accident and how it was created back in the way back before Jesus Christ was born, when they made ways of making their, having the wheat and making their flour and mixing with water, they would have used those um, hollowed out ovens in the rocks. And and as they sort of the fire in there and the heat, the heat then made metal ore drip from the rocks where the oven and the bread was being cooked and which then, landed on the floor and created a molten pool of metal. And as this sort of like became cold, they pulled the metal out and they soon realized that as they polished it and buffed it up, they could create a sound with it. So this is how it's believed that the gong actually originated way back in by accident from when, as I say, the, the cooking process of creating, cooking their, their food, their bread in the old, ancient rock ovens, and that is how it's said to come about. And they're still very much created very simplistically. And again here, the, the gongs that I use, the pasty gongs, do come from Germany and are created very much in a similar way with the heat and the fire and the way they're beaten to produce this lovely sound that is very unique from to the gong now the benefits of gong healing as i said earlier like the healing takes place on a sympathetic level and because the gong incorporates all of the tones and harmonics of the sound spectrum and if we think of our own human body which has its own frequency Our body is also made up of different types of material. We have our bones, we have our blood, we have our skin, we have our internal organs. And each of these will have their own particular frequency. Now, because the gong incorporates all of the harmonic tones of the sound spectrum, the gong has the ability to bring your body back into balance throughout the whole system. Because our bones, the, the, the bigger the bigger our, uh, the organs, our bones, our skin will all have that different frequency. So again, as you're working through the gong using different different gongs which have their own unique frequency, bringing all those tones together, we'll be able to literally in one healing session bring into balance the frequency throughout your whole body, be your, your aura, your physical, your bones. And this is it can be a very deep process when you're actually having a gong bath. Now, how it works. Music therapy uses many different aspects to improve your emotional and physical well-being. And it depends on what method is being used. You know, music sessions, they can be like a one-to-one session which I do do one-to-one sessions at home here. But also when I first experienced my own mind, I went along to, a, a, apart from being a case study, I went along to group sessions. And I've often been asked the question, well, how, what is the difference between a group session and a one-to-one session? And is one better than the other? Now, I always play the gongs myself Intuitively, so I don't read music. You don't need to read music to be able to play the gong. It's just purely, as I play intuitively to what I'm guided to play and where I'm guided to sort of strike the gong with each session I take. But because the gong has all of harmonic different notes and sounds within the within the gong, a group session you will still get what you need within that group session because again, your body has its own unique frequency as will certain areas of your body it will have its own different material here. Like your bones, your blood it will have different um, frequencies. But because the gong, literally the harmonics and the sound spectrum works across the board, so whether you're in a one-to-one session or you're actually in a group session, the healing itself will actually be just the same, just as powerful as being, as I say, into a one-to-one session. The one-to-one session sometimes can be nice if there's a um, more personal, deeper aspects taking place in your life. You want to sort of maybe discuss something a bit more um, intimately with your practitioner. But from the healing point of view, it's 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 as good as in the one-to-one as it is in the group session. As I said, you can have in, in the one-to-ones or you can have the group sessions. What I do feel is important here is that you do find someone who is a trained practitioner because We can buy gongs and we can, you know, someone can do a gong session. There are many contraindications regarding having a gong session, but there are a few. And I think it's important that we do know there are a few, one of them being pacemaker, another one being epilepsy and obviously pregnancy and people with um, certain certain ear conditions. That's not to be deaf. It's more like a, a middle ear problem here where you need to be careful um, and also tinnitus. So again, there's something here. There are a few contraindications, but on the whole, they are not many. Now, what can you expect a session if you have not been before, and how do you do you inquire? First of all, there are lots online to look around. Local places now doing the gong sessions, and I said you can find them online. You can find them on YouTube. You can buy you can buy CDs. But if you go on to an in-person session, normally it involves you lying down. And I. you don't have to lie down. You can equally be performed if you, if you have a bad back problem, that you can be sitting in a chair, but mostly it's lying down. And the most important thing again about a gong bath is that you are comfortable because mostly you'll be there for roughly for an hour. And it's so or on if you're on the floor, especially that you are comfortable. So you go along to your gong bath. It's nothing to hear about. When I say gong boff, someone said, do I keep my clothes on? (laughs) Of course you keep your clothes on. All is you're being washed with the sound frequencies and the waves from the gong or any other type of sound therapy you may go along for is completely you're being washed with the sounds of the instruments that may be being used for you. Now sessions that may be involved you lying down or sitting down. And again, depending on what type of sound session you go along for, you may be using purely the gongs. Or I'm using gongs, crystal bowls, singing bowls. Some places will also use tuning forks, and sometimes I like to bring in my ocean drum. So it's just a purely again when you're playing intuitively, what are you guided to use for um, the highest good of the people there at your gong session? And I always say the most important part after being comfortable is what is known as the shinata. Now the shinata basically. Is the quiet space, the pause. So once the healing, the sounds have come to a close, it's important you just allow yourself to settle. Just sit there or lie there and be still because it's in the stillness that your body starts to settle at a frequency all that vibration, all that friction going through your body at a cellular level, and it does go right down to the DNA, needs a chance to settle. And again, because your own human body is made up of different materials, some areas will settle quicker than others. So it's that f- five minutes or so where you land that stillness, where you're reallowing that the healing then really does take place on a much deeper level. So it's very important to two aspects. One, be comfortable, and two, sit in the stillness after healing has taken place. And how can it help? Well, it's for me, it's it's actually said to help many, many um aspects of our well-being. For me, I really like it because I find it helps me to sleep better. Whenever I've had a gong bath, I always come home, whether I've whether I've facilitated a gong bath or I've actually gone as a a, a recipient. I always find I sleep much better. It does give a feel of overall calmness as well at the end of the session. And I just, it's like a a sort of calm that comes about you. It's also can be very good for helping people with dementia. Now, and I I do know people that do facilitate, particularly in centres to help people who do have dementia, because they may not always want to sit still because obviously they're not well in there's some aspects, but the, the sound of the gong can be very calming for people so who do suffer from blood pressure. It can be very good for anxiety, for depression, for post-traumatic stress disorders as well. And also they've been looking into areas where it helps um, people like young people, older people who um, are on the spectrum um, disorder and have learning difficulties because it can really, again, help them to just sort of, again, find a stimulus within their self. It can decrease mood swings. They're not scientifically proved, but said to lower blood pressure, blood pressure and also can help with pain management in certain areas of the body. Now, when it comes to pain management, I do find with some people, they've come in, say, with pains in their hips, pains in their back, and they have found after a couple of sessions, it really has helped to shift their pain. So there's many, many things that can actually help to to relax, settle down, and sleep better. They're the things I find the gong really helps me most of all. But I think as well what I love about the gong is each time I've had a gong bath, you never get the same experience. It's never better or worse. It's always something slightly different. And, and if you're someone who likes to sort of go off on a journey somewhere in your own mind, uh fine for me, it does send me off on a journey in my own mind somewhere. And again, it's always a different experience. Now, what I would say is, since I've been doing sound healing and the gongs healing, that's very few people do not like it. Having said that, I would say probably about 98% return want more positive feedback but there will be a, a couple percentage there that is just not for them and that's fine that's okay but I feel unless you truly know and have experienced one even if you are not sure give it a go because you may find it's just it's just one of those experiences that you you can't really put a, a word on it you just come and say oh, I just feel so relaxed. And you will find that that feeling it gives you of well-being will definitely last you until the next day. So that's what I love about the gong bath. Now, I'd like to say thank you for listening. And what I'm going to do for you in the show notes, I'm going to put a link for you for a 20-minute gong bath I created a while ago. So it'll be there for you to listen to um, of your own choosing. So I hope you enjoy listening. And thank you today for coming along and listening to my podcast. And look forward to being back with you when I come back for my next recording. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Jam podcast. If you have enjoyed listening, please do let me know by leaving a review and do not forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You are welcome to join my animal communication group, Animal Communication with Anita Denise on Facebook. I would love you to follow me on social media at Anita Denise. If you would like to know more about working with me, head over to www.anitadenise.com. Until the next episode, thank you.